Well, again, I'm glad that you've joined us uh, for this candlelight service. This wasn't a tradition for me as a kid growing up, and so I look forward to this every year just to do this with my kids, and to have you join us means a lot to me personally. Uh, I I love the idea of just this anticipation, this excitement. Uh, You know, we gather every Sunday, but there's something different about this feeling on Christmas Eve. Uh, It it is fun as a parent to, to think about the joy your kids will experience the next morning, opening gifts, and their excitement of getting to bed and waking up a little too early the next uh, day and pulling you out of bed. But, but there's this excitement. There is this anticipation. And so I want to share just a couple of things uh, tonight. It's not going to be long, I promise. Uh, and we'll get to singing some, uh, some carols. Uh, but I was just thinking, as we have been in this series, this vintage uh, Christmas, uh, and I've shared a couple of pictures with you guys the last couple of weeks of some of our staff members, I thought I'd share one of myself. And so here's one of me from uh, when I was little with my, uh, my sister. Yeah, look at I did have hair. I wasn't bald at three yet. Um, I, that happened much later in, uh, in life. Uh, but man, I just see that picture and there's all these uh, emotions and feelings, right? We talked about this week one uh, of this series. Like, and it was interesting as I said, I asked the question, do you remember being a child at Christmas? And there was this audible response of everybody. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It feels like there wasn't as much pressure and there wasn't much stress and trying to figure out what to buy. And it just, life seemed a little easier when we were, were kids. And so it's difficult sometimes to get back to the original story. And so I told you, I said, I want to I wanna get back to the original story. I want to look at some of the characters from the, the beginning and, and what happened in Jesus' birth. And, and for me, one of the, the things that I, I love to think about and I love to do is the traditions of Christmas. I don't know if your family has traditions, things you do every year. One, one of the things we do is we put our kids to bed and then a few minutes later we, we wake them up and we surprise them and get Starbucks and go look at Christmas lights. And that's a, t- a tradition that we, we have. As the other is cutting down a Christmas tree. Uh, if you've ever done that with a family, uh, it's wonderful and horrible all in the same uh, experience. Uh, the last couple of years it's gone smoothly and we haven't really known what to do with ourselves. We find a tree, the weather's perfect, but uh, several years ago, we drove and we picked out a tree in Wright City, or we were going to look for a tree in Wright City, and it seemed like the temperature dropped significantly from the moment we left our house till the moment we got to the tree farm in Wright City, and we weren't prepared. And so my kids have short sleeve shirts, no jackets or coats, no hats, and so we literally open the door and, and our breath is taken away just by the, the coldness. And so we get out and immediately my kids start complaining, they're cold, and I'm like, this is supposed to be fun, you will have fun. And and so I let them actually go, I let them go back into the, the car. And for some reason, we had a, a newer puppy and we had a 10-year-old dog. We thought, this is going to be awesome. Let's take the dogs with us. Uh, they can get a tree. And so I find myself kind of alone in this field uh, with two dogs and, and, and not, not very good on a leash. And so it's cold. I'm alone. I can't find a, a tree. And I, and I remember thinking my family's back in this, this van and, and I go back to the van and, and nothing went right. Right? Nothing went right. We ended up buying a tree out of a trailer in the parking lot of Costco. And I remember getting that and going back home. And, and you just think, man, it wasn't what I planned. And it, doesn't, it didn't go as I was hoping. But that's life, right? Like we, I've tried to express that over the last couple of weeks. There, there is this idea in life sometimes. We wanted things to look a certain way. And it just didn't happen. Right? We, we, we hit an age. We look back in life. And, and maybe relationships don't look like we hoped they would. It just wasn't the plan. This isn't what we had lined up. Maybe someone, maybe it's you, you find yourself in a time of crisis this season. 
Like everyone's talking about joy and, and how this is supposed to be a great time of year. And for you, you are only experiencing the crisis, right? Maybe that's what's going on in your life. <clears throat> Maybe it's anxieties about your future, decisions you have to make, knowing are you making the right decision or not. Maybe there's depression that's a, a part of your everyday life. Maybe there's an unexpected loss. Maybe this is, and we've talked about this, maybe this is the first Christmas that that person's not going to be around the table. Uh, maybe it's a loss in a broken marriage or kids, or it could be all sorts of different things. But, but there is this even mourning right, right now as we enter into what should be a happy, joyful experience. And you're thinking, man, this isn't what I anticipated or what I thought life was going to look like. And for some of you, maybe right now things are really well. Like you're just like, man, relationships are well and my marriage is going well and I love my job and everything is good, but I still know in the midst of that, there could be this loneliness, just this feeling of being alone in the midst of all of those good things. I quickly want to look at a scripture and I think this may be one of the most important scriptures in all of the Bible. I actually think it's the most important scripture in, in this time of, of Christmas. I think this is what changed everything. It's in Matthew 1 starting in verse 18. Uh, if you don't own a Bible, this is a gift we'd love to give you. Uh, you can take that. It's a red Bible somewhere around you. Uh, please take it. That's our, our gift to you. Uh, but Matthew 1, uh, starting in verse 18, says this. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will be with child. And you will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. This changes everything in my mind. Uh, this word Emmanuel, we've sang it, you've heard it before. It literally means God with us. That God leaves heaven and enters into our world in the form of a baby. Uh, John 1.14, the message is a paraphrase, a guy was trying to teach the Bible to kind of uh, some people who weren't highly educated and realized it was difficult to understand at times. So he paraphrased it and it's what's called the message. And in John 1, 14, it says this, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one of a kind glory, like father, like son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. I love this language that Jesus moves into the neighborhood. He, he doesn't stay outside of where you are. He, he doesn't live somewhere else in a distant place, but he moves into our world. And he's not born into a palace. He's not born into a place of power or a prestigious community. He's born to an unwed, poor teenage mom. The announcement's made first to a group of shepherds, a, a group that was normally associated with thievery, people often overlooked, maybe misunderstood. But this good news of great joy was for all the people. And why? We looked at this last week. Why? Because God was with them. Because God was with them. He is with us. 
Uh, Mary and Joseph, they, they have Jesus and immediately have to go on the run. Uh, king Herod is wanting to defeat the, the king that everyone's talking about that's been born. And so he gives this order for any baby under two to be put to death. So Mary and Joseph become refugees in this moment. They have no home, they have nowhere to go, and they are on the run. Jesus grows up and he is with people. He spends time and touches the untouchable, the, the leper, a few women who had a certain past, uh, tax collectors. He even dies next to two thieves. And in that moment, one of these thieves actually says, what would you remember me? It's in this moment that this thief knows who Jesus is and says, when we die today, will you remember me? And Jesus' response is this, you will be with me in paradise. You will be with me. He is with us, God with us, Emmanuel. And I think maybe more than ever, Maybe more than ever, as we see poverty around our world, as we see a lack of health care, as we see refugees trying to find a place to go, as we see the abuse of power in lots of different ways. Maybe now more than ever, we need a God who isn't just observing out there somewhere. That we actually have to believe that God is with us. That he's with us in our pain and he's with us in our loss. Uh, one, one of my best friends uh, sent me a message uh, today and uh, what was, he's super, super intelligent. And so he sent me this question and kind of a history question. And he's asking if this happened or didn't happen, would Christianity still be alive and well and spreading? And I was like, man, that's a really good question. And, and so we had this dialogue and, and, and really I didn't have a good answer for him. And so I, I had really been thinking about it most of the day today. And, and really it wasn't that long ago. I, I started thinking, I thought, yeah, it, it would still be where we are today. Maybe it would look different, but but, and here's why, is because of this truth, that God is with us. The fact that God enters into our world, it really didn't matter what any person did. It doesn't matter what decisions people made, whether it's historical in the past or you today, God is with us. This is why Christianity is around today. This is why the story is still alive and well. This is why most of the world will stop what they're doing tomorrow and recognize that something 2,000 years ago happened and it causes us to pause. It's a story that says that God so loved the world, that God so loved the world that he enters into ours, that he's with us, that he's with you, that he's in our mess and pain, that he's in our job loss and financial struggles, that he's with us as we fight against our addictions, that he's with us in our anxieties and depression, that he's with us as we celebrate our accomplishments that he is with us, which gives us hope and peace and joy and what we all long for, love. And our response with the help of the Holy Spirit is then to be with others. That God sets the example in the life of Jesus that Jesus is with people and the call for us is to be with one another as well. So light enters the world through this birth of Jesus. It enters into a dark place. And you and I are also carried to, the, to live the, in such a way where we carry the light with us as well. So this Christmas, may you know the one that has entered into our world. And make this personal. He has entered into your world. Whether you know it or not, whether you believe it, whether it's changed you, he has entered into your world. So may you live your life in such a way that the light of Jesus is in you and that others can't help to see it. 
uh, Ava, one of our, our students, uh, wrote a little piece, and so she's going to come up and read it, and she'll do our last Advent reading, and then we'll end with some carols by candlelight. I want my praise to come from within. I want to recognize the deeper meaning and give myself completely to him. Come fill my life from the inside. God, fill me and use me for your glory. I'm going to give, you give God glory with all I have. I should strive to do this daily. Praising God in song can make us vulnerable to a love and willingness to let the Holy Spirit fill us and, fill us and turn into the people God designed us to be. A people designed to share the gospel with those who may not have yet accepted the love of God. Tonight we light the last candle, the Christ candle. Jesus is the true reason for hope, peace, joy, and love in this season and forever. John 1, 9-14 The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the, word, so the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and he had seen his glory in the glory of the Father's one and only Son. As we light this last candle celebrating the end of Advent and the arrival of Christ in Christmas, let us remember how our Savior came once as a lowly baby, that the world was through him might be saved, and we are now called to be the light in the world we live in. Well, tonight we want to end uh, by singing a few carols by candlelight. And so hopefully you received a candle when you came in. If not, it's not too late as we begin. Uh, there's a bin in the back and a bin on the side. You can grab uh, candles. <clears throat> a little tip, if you can help me out. If your candle is already lit, uh, keep yours straight. Uh, if you're lighting your candle, would you tip yours to get it lit? This will help keep the wax from uh, going all over the place. As we do this, would you catch the picture of the light of Jesus spreading? Uh, that as you receive the light, you have a responsibility to then pass it on. And so as yours is lit, would you turn and begin to light some of the people around you? So would you stand as we begin to do this?